just thinking back to everything that I've been through this whole season and battling, you know, just to go out here to just play this game and for it to end the way it did, you know, it sucks because, I mean, battling through injuries, had everything right in front of you and, you know, you want to make a run. We think you had a team to make a run and it just just didn't come out that way. It sucks. It's- That's Darius Leonard. Clearly emotional. The Colts lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville, 26-11. to It was winning in. And then the rest of the NFL decided, no, 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 you're out. And that's exactly what the Colts are. The Colts are out of the playoffs. And I have no other way to describe this loss other than humiliating. The loss is humiliating, and they got humiliated. I don't know how else to describe it. Did I say hello, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC? Great to be with you. JMV joins us right now from 107.5 The Fan. You hear him from 3 to 7 p.m. over there on The Fan. That's my word. It's humiliating. They were humiliated. I don't know what else to say. You describe what happened yesterday, JMV. Yeah, Tony, it was the worst loss in the history of the Indianapolis Colts. And a lot of people have argued, well, you know what? They lost the Super Bowl or they lost to the Steelers back in 05. No, no, no. This was the most embarrassing, the most humiliating, and the worst loss in this team's history. And not only do you factor in yesterday and that debacle and the fact you were playing a two-win team who now has ownership of the first overall selection by virtue of beating the Colts yesterday because the Lions lost, you had a team that got 50 scored on them on the road in Foxborough, as Jacksonville did last week, and then you come out and you absolutely, on both sides of the ball, Tony, get manhandled in a must-win situation coming off a home situation where you win and you're in. It is beyond humiliating. And normally in these circumstances, Tony, normally somebody gets gated. Somebody gets gassed for this. Now, in this case, do I expect it? No, but it is that humiliating. You're right well, Let's break target. it down into its two parts. First, how this team came out. I'm no expert, but I'm starting to pay a lot of attention. And nobody looked like they wanted to play football for a 17th week. That's what it looked like. Zero energy from the offense or the defense. Hey, Tony, they had that last week, too. And you know what? That had been coming out and starting fast offensively had been their signature throughout that that run that they had over the past month prior to these last two weeks. Coming out and getting on top of somebody early, that had been their signature. And they came out last week against the Raiders, and then this week against Jacksonville in really incredibly flat, like we haven't seen this entire season. That has to be on coaching, on players. I mean, it's really an everybody thing. There's going to be really no significant changes made. But, Tony, in the NFL, really in professional sports, you go through something that's embarrassing, especially embarrassing for the owner like that, normally somebody does get it. In this case, nobody's going to, but you have so many questions leading into next year, and all of a sudden you've got a bunch of people that are completely down on your football product in Indy, and rightly so. That brings us to this conversation about Coach Reich and uh, the GM, uh, Chris Ballard, talking to JMV from 107.5 The Fan. I saw some people screaming, you think uh, Ursay is, uh, feels uh, you know, a little guilt by giving him the money too early. These guys got to go. 
I'm with you. I don't see the situation by which uh, they leave. But you end up 9-8 and eight next season. You miss the playoffs next season. I, I think you have to clean the whole house. And then the questions are actually going to turn to whether or not uh, Ursay knows how to hire. But when you talk about Coach Reich, when you talk about uh, the GM, Chris Ballard, how are they perceived uh, by, by Indy? How are they perceived by the Colts organization? And what has to happen? All right, the two things are different here because how they're perceived by Indy right now is nobody really wants to, to talk about them, him being the coach, right? Because Reich is the guy in the crosshairs, much like Carson Wentz is in the crosshairs. Nobody wants Reich as the coach moving forward. Nobody wants Wentz as the quarterback moving forward. Now, uh, it's because these, these scars are deep and they're going to sting for a while, right? But the fact is that Reich is going to be the coach next year. The fact is that Wentz is going to be the quarterback next year, and that leads us down this path of believability, all right? There was some believability, Tony, that was struck, let's say, the end of November going into December. All of a sudden, they were described nationally as the hottest team, the team that nobody wanted to play in the postseason, and now they have as many question marks and mysteries about this team because factor in Chris Ballard, who built this, this is year five, he built this with, the trenches in mind, both sides of the football, defensively and offensively. Both lines got absolutely manhandled by the worst team in the NFL yesterday. So once again, what do we have? A myriad of questions where if you just win one of these and go into the postseason, you're not in this situation. It's going to be an ugly offseason for the Colts from an image standpoint, Tony. There's no doubt about it. Well, now let's get into the idea of what this offseason means for the team itself who's gone now we have to ask ourselves who won't be here anymore well i think you start with ty i mean you get you have a uh, handful of free agents uh ty hilton was asked he's the final year of his contract was asked whether or not he was going to be back next year he said he had a plan in mind but i mean the only reason he was back this year tony is because the pot was sweetened by jim ursay when he was going to end up for one final year in baltimore he came back and you know, obviously he's passed it right now. Their wide receiving core, Tony, is really – and I've been, I've been really screaming and yelling about this for five years, and it has not been adequately addressed. Yesterday, Carson Wentz was awful. I mean, he, really, he crapped down his leg. I mean, that's, that's what you saw yesterday when the pressure was on. He wilted, but honestly, throwing it into tight or no windows has to change. They have no playmaking ability at the wide receiver position or the tight end position, and that has to be significantly addressed and changed because Wentz is going to be your quarterback next year. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that. He's going to be the quarterback, and he showed flashes of, of, of solidness. Yesterday was an absolutely uh, ugly scene. Uh, we've given up the draft picks uh, for it. Going yep. into the draft, what's going to be the position of concern? Well, uh, they don't have a first-rounder, so you got to wait until the second round to draft. Uh, I, I don't know how much work, Tony, honestly, you're going to be able to do. They will have some cap space, uh, and you're going to have to work some cap space here. And I think if you're Chris Ballard, you're finally going to have to say, listen, I know that I've stayed away from trying to go out and find a wide receiver in free agency, a, a playmaker in free agency. He's absolutely going to have to find that because this Antonio Brown's available. Yeah, they're they're not going to be looking there, Tony. No, no looking. No, no, there will be no looking there. Uh, but you know what? You do bring up a good point. We'll bring up a lot of names right now, and then all those names as we get closer to a deadline of whether or not they're going to return to their original teams, those things start to get sewed up, and then all of a sudden that pool of talent shrinks. 
So the way that it looks right now is not going to be the same way, Tony. It's going to look in March. There is a lot of work to get done with this team that, rightly so, not a lot of Colts fans, Tony, believe in moving forward what has been put together between Ballard and Wright.